What did you just go get? I went and got myself a beverage just in case, you know, maybe halfway through this production, I might get thirsty. <laughs> and beverage. Yeah. It's yeah. A, a soda pop. A beverage. Uh, you also like to call it apple juice. Yep. If we're somewhere. Yep. It's where a carbonated you apple juice. I love these things. Drink. They're tasty. I mean, you think so. Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music, where we... Rome Islands of Michigan yep. that I didn't even know about and um, backyards of people's houses, weird places. Yeah. yeah. We talk about murder and we leave you on a happy ending with a good note yep. with Michigan musicians I, because I, Michigan musicians do it the best. They do. Uh, you know that firsthandedly. <laughs> <laughs> right-handedly, Gross. I might say. Ew. Yeah, I, I would like to give a explicit content warning. Oh, no. Do you have one prepared? Because I did not write one. Well, there is one here. Your is Highness it? will swear. She undoubtedly will swear. Say naughty words. Say, say a naughty word just to, just to give an example. Fuck! Uh, pff, see? Just like that. Shit! All right, Tourette's. Bitch. Plus, the content is murder, and, and that's just not very nice. Children should not listen to this, and if your Please. child decides to go move to an island or... Don't let your kid go on a Boy Scout excursion oh, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. no motorcycle excursions with a band camp director by themselves. Count yeah, we're not responsible for for any any weirdness. Your kids happens. should not be listening keep, to this keep, podcast. Keep an eye on those youngsters. I mean, yep. the youngsters them. are good these days for the most part. Mostly. But we are not good, yeah. so don't let them listen to us. That's all we have to say. Do us a favor. Please rate, subscribe, like us so I can send you a goddamn sticker for Christ's sakes. Um, you noticed that we did a little, little something different. We featured we, a different band at the beginning of this episode. I, I am a murder party fan forever and yeah. a day, but uh, that song was just kind of grabbed us both. Yeah, yeah. And so we decided to feature it at yeah. the beginning. Why have the same song every single time? You guys will get bored out of your gourd. Right. And you'll just start fast forwarding. Right. Skip like I do two 30 second now, things. Now it gives this or particular whatever. band a, uh, a twofer. This band gets a twofer. Anyways, Boo, where are we going to go today? We're going to an island in northern Michigan. It's called St. Helena's Island. It's approximately 10 miles offshore near Grass Cap. Yeah, kind of near. Yeah, pretty close. 240-acre island. It's it's a semi-big island. I Not would huge. live there. Yeah, and you could. In the summer. Yep. Work on the island began in 
1872 until the winter, not on the island, but on the lighthouse. The work for that lighthouse resumed in May of 1873. And by the end of June, the entire lighthouse station was finished except installation of what kind of lens? It's called a Fresno lens. We've looked into these lenses. I didn't know about them. Right. Right. Tell so, us about the house, the the construction of this. It's so beautiful. This lighthouse is double-walled construction and was used in the 71-foot red brick tower, which tapered from a diameter of 16 feet at, at its base to 9 feet at its lantern room. So the... It looked like a giant Okay, penis. so the... Oh, lighthouses, do you, wiener? Oh, yeah. So the lighthouse area is 71 foot high, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. There's a circular stairway with three landings that wound up to the tower of the, I'm going to say it merry way, decagonal, decagonal. You don't even know what that means. Decagonal. I know that it means a shape. I just have never heard of the shape. Uh, basically, that's the shape of the lantern room where the Fresno lens is housed and utilized. Mm-hmm. It's not only the Fresno lens, it's the Henry Lepote Fresno lens. Apparently, that guy had something to do with making it. I don't know. Yeah, he invented it. Oh. <laughs> so the attached two-story keeper's dwelling, also built with red brick, contained eight rooms for the keeper and his family. Guess what? They lived in a brick house. <laughs> it was mighty, mighty. All right. The it keeper, was on an island. Thomas yeah. P. Dunn, lit the lamp inside the Fresno lens for the first time on the night of September 20th, 1873. Wait, I have a question. Yes. I thought Fresno lenses just use, like, sunlight. What did he, what kind of well, they had a, danger did they have in there? Well, they... They had an, to light it. an acetylene uh, flame. So they had to have some sort of gas going up into that yeah. little room? Yeah. What, what do you think no they had? Wonder, electricity? What, light is, keepers How do you think they're going to find no, electricity on the island? I was just... Oh. <laughs> I had so many rabbit holes to go down. I just didn't go down that one. I didn't think about it. Let's think about all the light keeper movies we've seen, though. They all fucking go nuts. Oh, they're all creepy. So what, every, maybe every one of them. because they were breathing in the stupid-ass gas the whole time. Maybe, maybe it's because they're out there by themselves for months and months and months, and they just lose their damn minds. Okay, I got you. Where like were you're we? You're about to do. <laughs> I've already lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> Charles Marshall became the keeper in August of 1900. When Charles started the yearly whitewashing of the tower in August that year of 1900... He was in a boatswain chair, suspended by ropes from the top of the lighthouse. He was 45 feet in the air when he realized that the rope that he could use for raising or lowering the chair was beyond his reach. What? Wait. Yeah, yeah he was in a he We was in just a pickle. said how tall was that? It was 70 feet. So, so he was about halfway. You know? Jesus nah, fucking. A little higher than halfway. No, no. A, I wouldn't do it. I would hire a Boy Scout to do it. I would talk a boy scout into doing it yeah and, and they probably then, do it so he wow. knew he was he knew he was screwed he did and the thing is he was waving at this time you guys there were tons of fishermen this was a really busy area then now you look out there and there's like very little traffic going on so he's 
up there and he's stuck and he's like trying to flag down the people in the boats and they thought he was just waving to them. Right. And they waved back. Very, very <laughs> polite people. It's Absolutely. nice. Absolutely. Right. So a passing tug noticed that the light was out and they stopped to investigate. Before that, he was actually like super sunburned and he tied himself to the chair so he wouldn't oh, fall. Yeah. This is when you said I would climb the rope to the top. This is when I, I said... I, I totally would climb to the top and get myself off. <laughs> you would get yourself off because that's the kind of person you are. I wouldn't have <laughs> been in this situation in the first place, but I'm sure as fuck not going to try to climb a rope higher. Uh, going to yeah. slide down a rope? Whoa. I don't know what the situation is. Mm. The guy found Charles suspended in the air. The keeper, Charles Marshall, was lowered to the ground and taken to a doctor in Mackinac City. But the effects of the ordeal remained with him for the rest of his life. Charles Marshall served as an assistant to his brother, George, at the old Mackinac Point until 1902. Yeah, this, this ordeal basically drove this dude nuts. He, he, he was up, stuck in the air 45 feet. Yeah. I'm already nuts just thinking about it. Yep. He ended up in the Northern Michigan Asylum in Traverse City. Okay. Side note, yeah. the asylum in Traverse City is fucking awesome. Not maybe its history, but you can go there now. Part of it's a shopping center, and you can go and tour the asylum part and get photo tours and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's cool. So George Leggett took over the lightkeeper position for a year. Mm-hmm. Then, in 1901, Joseph Fountain took place of Keeper Leggett. Why did he take place of Keeper Leggett? What well, happened to poor Keeper Leggett? Uh, not too many good details on this, but uh, Leggett drowned. In under a year of being on it, the island. It sounds a little suspicious. I feel like this place is most surely haunted. Surely? Surely. Yeah. The cool thing is, though, he was there in under a year. A year, and in that time, he not only maintained the lighthouse, didn't get caught 45 feet in the air, and he saved humans. In 1913, Joe Fountain rescued, I don't know why I put Joe Fountain. I don't know. Oh, this must be a different keeper. Fuck Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Joe Fountain rescued two men, lost out on the ice and nearly frozen, and brought them to the lighthouse. Warmed them up. Oh, man. Them. Can you imagine that? How no. great that would be? No, I be can't. like, oh. And then the next year, Keeper Fountain and his light keeper assistant, Wallace Hall, went to the aid of two men in a leaking boat. Could you imagine being on Lake Michigan in a leaking boat? No, I would be Fucking freaked, freaked out. Uh, and sadly, the need for light keepers came to an end in June of 1922 when the light was converted to an unattended. Unattended acetylene light. Thanks for saying that word. You know, uh-huh. I, I would not do it. That is what was up at the lighthouse on the south side of the island. Ooh. South side. So what happened on the north side of the island? The north island. North island. Actually, was a little more popular with voyagers and Native Americans. Uh, it gave them more shelter from the elements. It was soon realized that it would be a great That's fishing a great fish, town. Great fishing area. There was area. abundant yep. white fish and lake trout. By the way, 
Trout. If I hear Trout, your highness has to say, shout out to Uncle Trout, where may ever he may be. That's her uncle. His nickname was Trout. And he has passed away, and we all love him a long time. Be happy and be high wherever you are, Uncle Trout. So oh. fish were part of it, but the lack of refrigeration is what kept the island ironically alive. I don't know why that's ironically, but men would rush by oar or sail back to the fishing station for preservation in salt. Salt fish, <laughs> fish, 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 salt fish, salt feet, salt <laughs> fish could be stored and transported in barrels as an exportable Michigan commodity. Fuck yeah, Michigan's salt got fish. that shit. Yeah. I don't know what salt fish is. I didn't go down that either. So, we don't have salt water, so what the fuck? Right. So we have to artificially salt our fish to keep okay. them fresh. Now, you guys, we have a pretty solid picture of what St. Helena Island was then and now. Yeah, kind of. Um, kind of. I mean, then very hustling, bustling area. The whole Mackinac area was. It was, uh, they were hauling logs and fishing and doing all the things. Now it's basically um, empty. Yeah, it's a it's wildlife free of most preservation occupants. area. Some no. would say it's uninhabited. Except for I, the people that take care of the lighthouse. You think some weirdo lives there? I really do. <laughs> I <Could be. laughs> swear to God, there has to be some gypsy-like character living with his volleyball out in the you know, middle. It could be with that, that much area. I, I would do it. I would do it if I lost my I would do it now just to get away from half the people in this Well, world. you can't even go there now. It's because it's because of COVID. COVID. Once that's over, we're going to take a trip. You there. guys, you can actually tour the lighthouse now. Yeah. There have been a huge group of people that are involved in the restoration because we saw pictures after uh, the gang. Oh, you know about the gang stuff. Yes. Okay, wait. We need to back up. A lot of the islands were inhibited, inhabited. And then there was like this, what do you call it? Where they get people off all the islands. Anyways, they got all the people off the islands, so now there's no people on the island except for GLLK, Great Lakes Lighthouse Keepers Association. They have been restoring the lighthouse because it was completely demolished. In May of 2020, possibly one of the few good things that happened this year, the Great Lakes... I mean, Lakes- besides... In our Lighthouse life. Keepers Association and the assistance program grant from the state of Michigan, the lighthouse will receive the funds for its repairs. Isn't that so cool? Oh, yeah. I mean, of all the things in 2020, like uh, somebody took away by somebody, I mean, a president took away some of our uh, environmental safety you know, the things that we really need to keep our state nice. Yeah, well, we got so something cool good from our governor, guys, and, and he's trying to. Railroad our governor out of here. Ugh, we're not so, going to anyway, talk about that. No but politics. what I'm saying is that this is cool that this happened. Yep. In a time when so much is being taken away from us. I'm literally very fearful of Lake Michigan. I have, I'm not going to say fear, great respect for Lake Michigan, but I want to take that boat over to that little island. I'm afraid of the lake. Go there. It'll. I'm not afraid of it. We respect it'll it. Get we you. know what it'll do. Mm-hmm. So now, all of my 28 years of life, I've had no idea about this island or anything that happened upon it until I read this story. 28 years? Yeah. Yeah, I'm only 28. I don't know who Well, that happy birthday. I thought well, you were thanks. 27. Good. Oh, 
Heavens. Yeah. No. I'm, Jesus. I'm like, I'm 28 for Christ's sakes. Okay. Almost over the hill. The whole thing that brought this about is the next story. And it's mm-hmm. actually a short story, but it opened up a whole can of worms of there had to be some fucked up shit happening on this island like all the time. So during the early 1900s, late 1800s, there were two brothers who could see the fortune to be had at this time in this highly trafficked area. I don't mean trafficked like young children. That's oh my a, God, your highness. What you, uh, dude, that's a totally different Michigan murders episode. Totally. That's a Traffic side episode. Boats. So many boats. So many like boots. Boats. So many boots. They were hauling logs and things from to and fro. Brothers Archie and Wilson. That's Wilson the volleyball? I, oh, it is. I told you he lived I on that knew island. knew it. Newton is their last name. So they established their business. They would travel to the small island from fishing operation to fishing operation, bartering goods for, for their, their fresh, fresh fish. fish. Augustus Pond, a small operation that supported his family in Sulshoy. <laughs> I maybe Sol-choy. thought this was a early... Charlevoix, but it's not. It still exists. It's in the UP. It's spelled S-E-U-L-C-H-O-I-X. I'm not, I am actually French Indian, but I still don't know that. Right. Uh, Anyways, super tiny town, lower area of the UP, right on the lake. His place was small considering it was on the mainland in the UP. Their home was truly not much. It was shanty-like. Yeah. Uh, the coconut wireless, I mean, the mitten muckrake, knew that there was heat going on between the two families. Heat? And by that, I mean, the coconut wireless is like the grapevine. It's before <laughs> people had The grapevines, right. Mitten muckrake, that's what they call it. Mm. There was some shit going on between these families, and it actually wasn't between the families. One group had a thing with the other group. You want to know why? The Pond family, August Pond, was married to a Mary. Oh, a Mary. <laughs> that poor guy. I know. <laughs> Fucking Marys. <laughs> and had three children. Mm-hmm. But D- there were three local fishermen David from- David Plant, Joseph Robillard, and Isaac Blanchard. They were harassing Pond because- Blanchard wanted the Mary. Yeah, who doesn't want the Mary? I guess we are still telling stories to this day of the same bullshit. It's over and over again. People don't learn. Oh, my God. One day, one of Pond's daughters came home home and told her, Daddy, she said. She said, Mommy, Mommy, where's Daddy? Right Right here, here, girl. girl. Well, come on, give your daddy a kiss, girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're so bad. That's a great sign. So, Pond's daughter came home one very specific day. Yeah, how did people know the exact date? We have an exact date that she came home. Yeah, yeah, it was June 16th, 1859. It must have been in somebody's log, diary, oh, whatever you call it. log, captain's log. It's sitting on his bench. June 16th, 1859, Pond's daughter explained to him that she heard these dudes... Say they were going to be up her dad. Well, uh, Mary, uh-huh. his wife, and the daughter's mom told him right away, there's nobody going to beat my husband up without me telling him. So that night at 8 p.m., 
plant. Precisely. <laughs> right? On the button. On Somebody's the, watch beeped and it was uh, like, okay, let's go. Ding, ding. <laughs> plant and a group of men surrounded Pond, I guess, on the streets and tried to goad him into fighting. Oh, my God. And, and oh, my God. He was like, nah. Because he's smarter than the average nitwit. He didn't fight. He just walked away. And later that night, the same group of men surrounded Pond's home, but they had gathered 20-ish people to fucking help him. This is so stupid. And and Mary locked herself in the house and was yelling that her husband was not home. He's not home! Right? When My August, husband's not here. Go away with Dave's your pitchforks <laughs> and your tiki torches. When Augustus Pond, Mary's husband, did not come home that night. She did told, come home that night. Oh, oh, he did, yes. She told he, him that he was going to mm-hmm. stay at the neighbor's house. <laughs> she <laughs> told him, and he said, I'll go stay at the neighbor's. Uh-huh. So, so they can come back and attack your home, and your wife will be in it, and your kids. Right. You won't be there. He'll be fine. Dick Cole, he'd. Oh. He'll be fine. No, but the family might not have. What if they came back and decided to I burn the house know, down? Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Dumbass. Well, the very next morning, Plant and Pond, they meet again. This is a tiny island, you guys. Don't forget. Plant had a rock and he threatened Pond, but Pond, again, refused to be provoked. Your Highness. What? This reminds me. Have you ever had a rock fight? <laughs> God damn it. You're a fucker. One time I threw a rock across the river and it was a small rock. And hit me right square in the forehead. And it wasn't that bad though, because it was a small rock. And then two weeks. A summer later, you throw a boulder around the corner and hit me straight in the kidney and take me down like you knocked the wind out of me. Yes, I've been in a rock fight. Well, you started I it. I see why this guy walked away from said rock fight. <laughs> I'm not having a rock fight. <laughs> no, I was a kid once. I'm not having a, kid? a rock fight. <laughs> I'm 28, and we just had a rock fight last summer. Well, you were 27 at the time. Oh, I was 27. You're right. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> Miss Mary said, I'm... Sorry you guys are pissed off, but nope. Hell nah. Augustus isn't home. Mm-hmm. They still demanded entry to look for him, but Mary held strong. She said, nope. Kept the door locked. The three men tried to rustle the neighbor into a fight. The neighbor who was actually hiding pond, but the neighbor refused. These That's guys are, it's like State Farm. <laughs> Not oh, well a played. sponsor yet. Good neighbor. They returned to the pond home the house had like different outhouses and one of them was a net house like for fishing and such. And Robilliard literally scrambled to the rooftop and started ripping boards off. Yeah. Were these guys just drunk and hyped up on coffee and stuff? Maybe goofballs? Maybe Coke? I don't know. Do they have Coke back then? I don't know. So the hired hands actually lived in the net house among the nets. And when Plant entered through the goddamn roof, he started dragging a sleeping hired hand out the door. Well, Pond heard the noise of the men tearing apart the nut house, and he went out and investigated. Poked his head out. He gave warning. He said, who's tearing down my nut house? Leave, or I will shoot. Then he raised his shotgun and fired a single barrel shot. Uh-huh. The men ran 
like scared little kittens. The next morning, Blanchard was found on the ground in plain view of all the neighbors' homes and bleeding profusely. He died minutes after someone discovered him. His buddies, <laughs> that were all about it in the first place, left him. In the they street. left his ass yep. in the street bleeding from a shotgun wound. Let's get the heck out of here, guys. What a this bunch of trouble. fucks. Pond's problems were just beginning as the man he had shot and killed was Blanchard, Isaac Blanchard Jr. Isaac Blanchard Jr., right. Yeah, Isaac Blanchard Sr. was Justice of the Peace. In Mackinac County, which included the crimes area, and uh, there's no chance of a fair trial. N- of course point. not, because... Yeah, no. you kill someone's you son. Killed my yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So Augustus Plant went to his brother, who was the local constable on the island, and he asked him, <laughs> this is so fucked up, he asked him to be taken to Beaver Island so he could turn himself in. Wait a minute. Beaver Island, okay, we're on St. Helena's Island. To get to the closest mainland is about 10 miles. If you were to go from St. Helena's Island to Beaver Island, how far did you say that was? It's about 30 miles. And these guys did this in a rowboat. Yeah, he agreed to it. Rowing a boat, 30 miles. In Lake Michigan. So we've got Plant and his brother. They're in a boat, and they're just row, row, rowing away. And then a different constable gets in his boat, and he's got five men a row, row, rowing away. Yeah. And so, very cartoon-like, we've got two boats chasing each other in Lake Michigan from one island to another, 30 miles away, rowing, trying to catch each other. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm it's a, sorry. It's a I can't imagine that. show, I mean, and it's goddamn hilarious. It would take all it's like a cartoon to row 30 miles my arms hurt, Ugh. but guess what? Seven miles from Beaver Island, the constable crew, the second, the other constable guy, they overtook Plant in the waters. So it was like a seascape mm. arrest. And they arrested him right, right there in the waters yep. of Lake Michigan. August 30, 1859, the trial began on Mackinac Island. Augustus Pond pleaded self-defense. A man's home is his castle, after all. And, and that's what to he this utilized. day, yep. I do believe you can, if if you are threatened on your own property, that that is that is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You can shoot him. Shoot a motherfucker. I'm not for guns all that much. Not at but all. I'm just not saying like that. I don't want to see anybody get. Hell shot. no. We I just don't want read about it. We don't. We to... just talk about it. We yeah. don't want it to actually happen. August Pond pleaded self-defense, a man's home is his castle. He was found guilty, sentenced to 10 years plus hard labor. And back then, you bet your sweet ass it was hard labor. And despite any appeals, he was not, nope, didn't get any of them. And this last sentence I wrote makes no sense. So so we just skip that little we'll part. We'll just skip it. And I think you summed it all up quite nicely. That's the story. It ends cartoon style with two boats. Rowing with a, a rooster tail behind them. Oh, they're just, just giving a heck. Mm, we've rowed a boat or two in our time together. Uh-huh. It's you, not easy. You prefer me it's to not. put the oars down because we go in circles if I'm helping. Right. Uh, well, you forget to row. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Give me, <laughs> would you? Where's my bowl? I don't know. 
We're going to end this with we a are. happy note. We would like to talk to you guys forever because you're great. And I hope you enjoyed the Mary time story. So, Your Highness, would you like to tell us who we're listening to tonight? No, I want to talk more about Mary time. Is that how it said? Mary time? No. Mary time? How do they say it? Mary time. Maritime. Okay. Maritime stories. So would you like to elaborate on this band that we're featuring tonight? Why do you keep dissuading me from talking about maritime? Isn't prohibition in maritime? It's maritime. Didn't maritime have prohibition? You are a fuck. Now he's just not even going to comment. Okay, who's our happy ending tonight, boo? What are you getting at with the maritime thing? We all know what maritime means. The young kids might not. I don't know what maritime means. Oh, it has means. to do with it marine means. activity close to the sea. It's uh When I stuff hear the word, at, I at think... the ocean, on the lakes, and... I think hostels Having to do with water. Sailors getting laid and partying oh. and... Prohibition. That's what I think when I Mar- hear the word. Maritime shenanigans. Yes. Uh, having to do with sailors rum running. And, and boats. There was a lot of, oh, that's another story. There was rum running that happened. Yeah, that's what I like to envision. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of cool pirates, now you can talk about our happy ending. So we have a band we, we featured at the beginning. This band is fantastic. Wait, it's kind of a twofer. There's a yeah. band, and then there's there's a solo act, and he is Dead Isaac. And we're also going to feature his band, and his band is called Black Bear Blonde. There's a couple ways you can listen to both Dead Isaac and Black Bear Blonde. And uh, you can find them through Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, <sighs> iTunes. Guess what? Also making a comic that are based comic books that are based on the band. And that's where you can find, you got to go to Amazon and you got to Google black bear blonde comic. And so far there's two out. There's seven bucks each just ordered a couple of both one and two earlier. Cool. So check so these guys out. There's actually three things, four things. He's got art. He's got black bear band comics. He's got the black, Bear band, and then he's Dead Eye Zach, and then he has art merch somewhere too. So you guys, please check him out. I've seen this guy do his solo work, and it's really good. Oh, and, and hearing him with with an ensemble is fan even better. Fantastic! Yeah. I we listen to all the songs. Actually, yeah. we usually kind of oh, so good. You guys, please enjoy. At the beginning, we had Dead Eye Zach. We'll leave you with Black Bear Blonde. Peace out.
Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchased our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.